Dream City Church. Happy 100th birthday. I want to welcome all our campuses who are joining us from all over. Our friends in Glendale, love you guys so much. So proud of you. Friends in Scottsdale and the White Mountains and Short Creek and Omaha and Oklahoma, California, and our online campus. Would you put your hands together and welcome our entire family together today? We're celebrating 100 years today. We're also celebrating the end of our decade of destiny where God gave us a dream and boy has God come through over these past 10 years. And we're also celebrating something very special. I'd like for my family to come forward right now if you would. And Christy, would your family come forward as well? My sister Christy, would you give my sister a great hand? What a great leader she is. And the whole, yeah, come on up guys. Not you mom, not you mom, not you. You are my family, but don't come forward yet. Yes, Ash and Aubrey, you are my family, all right. Caden and Anna Lee, are you around as well? If you are, come forward. Uh, This is a very special weekend for us because I had a conversation with my dad about two weeks ago. He called me, he was very emotional. And he doesn't get this way very often, but he called me and he said, "I, I was just thinking today, son, Everything that we've experienced in life, everything we have, is because of God. God did it. God did it. He mentioned something like the Dream Center, and he would say, God did it. And over and over and over, he kept saying, God did it, God did it, God did it. And I thought, man, that's a great way to summarize a life that's been lived for the glory of God, a life that will leave a lasting legacy. God did it. So this morning, we want to honor my mom and my dad for 70 faithful years in the ministry. Would you come forward right now? Come forward right now. 70 years of faithfully serving the Lord. Come on, look at this. 86 years old, 46 years old. If I told her age, she would kill me. But let me just tell you this, they have more energy, more life, more love for the Lord, more love for the church than ever. We love you and we just celebrate you on this 70th years of ministry. Just say a few words to the folks. You know, I've spent now, we have over half of our life right here in this city, 44 years pastoring this church. Little did we realize when we pulled into this city, we had a big dream, but had no idea that the dream would be bigger than we even had. God did it. And it's wonderful to celebrate the past. And last Sunday, we celebrated the glorious past. Today, we're talking about the future, what God is doing. And that really excites me. This morning as I was praying, I believe that God helped me to see something. You know, the Bible said that the leader should be a seer. They saw into the future things. And this morning when I was praying, It seemed like I saw into the future that what God was doing here now 
was building a strong church. A strong church to stand up in these last days when our nation seems to be falling apart. We need a revival. We need a church that will stand up and face every demon and say, we will not bend. And the Lord has given us strong leadership. And I believe that we're going to be that church that is an example to the rest of the nation of what a church can do in the last days and be strong because God did it. Come on, let's hear it for God right now. Say a few words, Mom and Dad. I was driving on the campus this morning and you've been my dad for 55 years and you've been my pastor for 55 years. That means I got away with absolutely nothing. But when I think about what a lasting impression you made upon my life, it was the love for people. When I was a young girl, you stood at the door every service after church, shaking hands with every single person, looking them in the eye and saying, I love you, you're valuable, you matter. You did that again here in Phoenix, Arizona. You stood at the door every single Sunday, looked people in the eye and let them know they were valuable. That is who you are. That is in your DNA. And that left a lasting impression upon me. There's not a week that goes by I don't get a text message or an email from people saying, I saw your dad at Starbucks. I saw your dad in the airport. He doesn't even remember me because it's been years, but I feel like I'm his best friend. That's a gift that only you have, and I am so thankful for that. And the ministry would not be what it is today without this rock star right here who is so unselfish, so loving, so loyal, and put no demands on my dad, but released him to do all the purposes that God had for him. The, today we honor Mari and Tommy Barnett as a team in ministry. Amen. We have something very special they're gonna bring out right now. Because what do you get a couple like this? You know, how can you say thanks? So Annalie took it upon herself with our team here to create this beautiful piece of art for your home, for your office, that, that uh, shows the great memories of your life and the great events of your life. And this is something for you and mom to uh, cherish in your home. So give them a good hand this morning and let them know how much you love them. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. I know some of you are looking at the clock today thinking, boy, we are, this is going to be a long service. It's not going to be a long service. This is all prepared and it might go a few minutes longer, but I think that you'll say when you leave, it was worth it. God really moved in my life today. I just want to piggyback on what my dad said two weeks ago. God did it. God did it. When I look at what has happened over these past 10 years, one campus to 10 campuses, one dream center to four different dream centers, all the territory taken, all the lives that have been changed, I only have three words. God did it. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. What does that mean? Well, the word vision comes from the Hebrew word chazon, which means a dream. 
And the word perish comes from the Hebrew word para, which means out of control. So where there is no dream, life feels out of control. When people don't have a dream, a vision, a fresh revelation from God about their future, life can get out of control really, really fast. How many know what I'm talking about? A lot of people feel that way today. My life just seems so out of control. It feels like something else is driving my life. The economy is driving my life. Some force is driving my life. You know why? Because they just don't have a dream. They don't have a vision for their future. Now, the Bible says it like this in the NIV. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. I did some digging to find out what was going on during the time that Solomon wrote this verse. And this era was known as the prophetic era. There are prophets like Joel and Eli and Nathan and Samuel who were taking their prophet roles very, very seriously. They were living as close to God as they possibly could. And God would speak to them. And when they got that fresh word, that fresh revelation, that fresh vision from God, it was expected by God for them to take that word right to the Israeli people and, 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 and share the word without elaborating on it or editing it. Just a straight scoop from God. And when the prophets were faithful to do that and the people heard the word and heeded the word, things went well for Israel. When they didn't, things didn't go so well. So with that little context in mind, let me read this passage one more time. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. What was Solomon driving at nearly 3,000 years ago? He was saying, hey prophets, if it's your job to live so close to God that you get a fresh revelation from God, then do your job and do your job well. If it is your job, prophets, to live so close to God that God would speak to you so you can speak to the people, make sure that you're doing your job well. Because if you don't, the people are going to miss God's direction for the future. They're going to cast off restraint, which means they're just going to devolve and degenerate like all the other people in culture. So prophets, do your job and do your job well. Fast forward to the year 2023. Whose job is it today to live so close to God that you can hear the voice of God, you can receive a fresh revelation from God, and then live it out? Whose job is that today? That'd be your job, right? And my job. Jesus said it like this. My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. Notice, all my sheep hear my voice. So if you're not hearing God's voice, are you a sheep? Are you hearing the voice of the good shepherd? Not just prophet sheep, not just pastor sheep or special sheep. He said, because I sent my Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, now every believer has access to hear the voice of God. So my question to you this morning is this, are you hearing from God? Is he leading your life? You heard the story about the man one day who was very concerned about his wife because she was losing her hearing. And so he went to the, see the ear doctor and told the ear doctor what was going on. And so the ear doctor said, I want you to go home and do a little test on your wife to see how far this loss of hearing has moved in her life. 
And so he said, I want you to go home and stand 20 feet away from her and ask her a question. If she doesn't respond, move five feet closer, ask the same question. If she doesn't respond, move five feet closer. I want to see how far her hearing is gone, okay? So the man goes home, and his wife's in the kitchen cooking, and he says, honey, what's for dinner? No response. He moves five feet closer. Honey, what's for dinner? There's no response. He moves five feet closer. Honey, what's for dinner? She doesn't respond. Well, finally he gets right up in her ear and says, Honey, what's for dinner? She says, for the fourth time, beef stew. (laughs) Sometimes the problem is you, amen, and me. We just don't hear. I want to ask you this morning, right from my heart, right to your heart, How are you feeling about your life? How are you feeling about the next decade, the next 10 years of your life? Are you excited about it? Are you moving into it with a sense of expectation? Or or maybe you don't think too much about your personal future. If Solomon were here in the flesh and blood today, he might ask the question like this. Do you have a, a personal vision from God right now about the next 10 years of your life? Because if you do have a fresh revelation from God about the next 10 years of your life, chances are you're probably pretty pumped up right now. You probably feel like your life is on a God-guided mission. And you got all your energy and resources focused on that. And it feels really, really good because there's nothing like having a God-sized dream for your life. However, if you don't have a fresh revelation from God about the next 10 years of your life, that might explain why it feels like something is dying a little bit on the inside every single day. Because the Bible says without a vision, people just perish. Now, it doesn't mean you keel over and die. It just means that over time, your shoulders start to slump a little bit and your eyes start to get a little duller. And the days feel so long and you lack energy and the nights seem so restless. You just want to sleep in in the morning. And it just feels like something is perishing on the inside. Even though the outward circumstances of your life may be fine, you drive a great car, you live in a great home, your personal needs are taken care of, but you know, you, you know something is dying a little bit every day on the inside. I know all about, all about that because that's the condition I found myself in back in 2013. My dad had had a heart surgery and he passed the baton to me. And all of a sudden I felt the weight of the church, which felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders. And while I was the lead pastor and my dad still had the mantle of senior pastor, he kind of still carried the mantle and the weight. But the moment that baton was passed, I knew in my heart that I did not have a vision or a dream for the future of our church. I could just feel it. It's hard to explain, but it just felt like something was dying on the inside of me because I didn't have a fresh revelation from our future. All my friends and buddies were calling me, pastor friends saying, you got the world by the tail, man. You're pastoring one of the greatest churches in America. Congratulations. I'm 43 years old and I've already accomplished what everyone's, you know, I'm at that place where everyone's trying to get to. What am I gonna do now for the next 20 years of my life if I've already arrived? I, I I didn't have the words to really articulate it, but I was lacking in God's vision. 
I needed a God-sized dream or vision or fresh revelation that would get me up in the morning and excite me and bring joy to my life and fire to my life and strength to my life. I needed a reason to move forward. Can anyone relate to what I'm saying this morning? Some of you can. You can think back to an era of your life where you had a fresh revelation from God to do something great for God, but you don't have it right now. I mean, you're taking care of your business. You're, you're coming to church. You, you live by the golden rule. You're taking care of your family, but you know deep inside something is missing. You're dying a little on the inside because the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. So in my case, I did the only thing I knew how to do. For 30 years, I watched my dad climb the mountain behind the church. He'd take his Bible, a newspaper, and a cup of coffee, and he would go up there on the side of the mountain and look over the city of Phoenix and just dream and ask God to fill him with his presence and with his fresh revelation. And my dad always had such strong vision. So I, for 40 days, I went on a Daniel fast. I ate nothing but bird seeds and twigs and leaves for 40 days from 178 pounds down to 148 pounds during that time. But I was hungry. I knew I couldn't leave this church without fresh revelation from God. And on the side of that mountain, God was so faithful. He began to download this impossible dream that Jeff sang about a moment ago, but how we were gonna cast our web of love across the whole state and, and start new campuses to win people to Jesus Christ. What God has done over these past 10 years, friends, I just, I just get goosebumps when I think about it. When, when I finished those 40 days on the side of the mountain, I came down and now was the big hurdle because now I had to share it with the church. And I had these thoughts in my mind. If I say what God has put in my heart, people are gonna lock me up and throw away the key. They're gonna think you're on drugs or something. Give me a, you know, a urine test or something like that. You know, because... It was so crazy, but I sensed the Holy Spirit saying, Luke, secret faith is shallow faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so I stood on this pulpit, just one campus at the time, and I shared the dream. And the rest is history, from one campus to 10 campuses, from one dream center to four different dream centers. Today, what's happening with our education movement, we're, we're looked at by the nation as one of the premier schools who are fighting the fight against the culture today in Christian education. What God has done has truly been amazing. Friends, look at me. I, I am so grateful that I climbed that mountain 10 years ago and I sought God for his God-sized dream. Because think about this. Had I not gone up to the mountain and was so desperate for God, that lobby that you walk out of in just a moment, that lobby wouldn't be there because God showed me that's one thing that we needed to fix this building. That was God who did it. The Scottsdale campus, the Glendale campus, all these campuses, we wouldn't have those campuses today if it weren't for fresh revelation on the mountain. I could go on and on and on. I had to leave certain things behind in my life. I had to think bigger and not get petty with people who would come and go during that time. I had to keep my eyes focused on the Lord. I guess what I'm saying is I don't have a single regret for following 
God's vision on that mountain because when you receive a fresh revelation from God about your future, it makes leaving some stuff behind seem not all that sacrificial at all. Because you know that if you had, had stayed on that old life, that old dream, you'd keep dying a little bit every day. But when you get on with God's fresh dream, he brings life and energy and power to your life to do things you can never do on your own. Listen, I'm not saying that living out God's dream for your future is going to be easier. In my case, it was harder. I wasn't a fundraiser. I had to learn how to raise money to build a lobby and to, to buy new campuses. I didn't know how to do that. I had to change our iconic name, Phoenix First Assembly, which is known all around the world, to a new name. That was a big hurdle as well. I'm not saying that God's dream is going to be easier for you, but what I am saying is this. Don't miss this. You're not going to have that perishing, dying feeling anymore. That's going to go away, and it's going to get replaced by a kind of spiritual adrenaline that pumps through your veins every single day because you know in your heart that the God of this universe has invited you into a custom-designed mission, one that fits who you are, one that involves what you love to do, one that you see God using your life to do things you know you could never do. And friends, when you're on that kind of mission in life, life gets fun. Life becomes an adventure. And you lay in bed every night and you say, God, this was so amazing. Can we do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next decade? Because there's nothing like being led by a God-sized dream. There is nothing like it in life. And some of you are saying, look, I've never had a revelation like that in my life. You mean there's a difference between living the God-guided life and just the average Christian life kind of stuff? Yes. You can be a good person. You can be faithful to church. You can give money. You can serve. But I want to tell you, friends, having fresh revelation from God is a game changer. It's so powerful. But at some point, all of us have to have the self-awareness and say, now, wait a minute, this average Christian life stuff isn't working for me anymore. Something's missing in my life. I'm slowly dying on the inside and something needs to change. You just need a fresh vision from God. Come on, somebody. You need fresh revelation from God about your future. I want to ask you, anybody here interested in receiving a fresh revelation from God? How interested are you? Are you interested enough to go on a fast for 40 days and say, I want God's vision for my life more than stuffing my face? Are you interested enough to go on the mountain for 40 days and when your friends and family say, why are you doing this? You say, because I'm so hungry for God's dream. I'm so God's, hungry for God's vision for my life. Now, if you do this, sometimes God will radically change someone's life direction. Uh, he does that sometimes. I see Dr. Raman sitting in the front row over here who started 30 plus dream centers in India, rescuing kids in India and feeding kids in India. God bless you, Dr. Raman. Dr. Raman was a businessman. An educator, God conscripted him, yanked him out of that and sent him 
with a new dream to India. God does that sometimes. Pastor Saeed was an was a amazing businessman, making a lot of money, you know, and doing his thing until God conscripted him and changed his life direction. Now he's the prayer pastor here at Dream City Church. We love him so much. So sometimes God will conscript you and, and, and change your direction, but sometimes if you're a business person, he will keep you doing the same thing you're already doing but give you a little nuance, a little different direction in how to do it a different way. It'll make a big difference in your life. For, for years, we had a, a professional golfer here who, who played in the tour. And he got married and his wife went to a different church. And so, you know, happy wife, happy life. And so he went to that church and, and uh, he's our dear friend. And uh, for years, he would say, I feel like I wanna leave the PGA Tour and I wanna, I wanna you know, be a, uh, a preacher, a pastor. And uh, so he, uh, he uh, we told him, you're doing so great in the tour. Stay on the tour, man. You're, you're killing on the tour. No, I want to preach. I want to preach the gospel. I want to leave the tour. So we said, okay, why don't you just preach to our young people, our, our youth, see how you do, see if God would use you. And uh, so he preached that night. And after he preached, I was even more sure that he should stay on the PGA tour. <laughs> But he went into a season of praying and fasting about his future. And this is what he came back and said, Pastor Luke, I'm not called to lead the PGA Tour. I'm called to pastor those 300 members of the PGA Tour, to love them, to serve them, to point them to Jesus Christ. And he said, that was a huge revelation to me. Now I go to work every single day with a whole different mindset because I have a fresh revelation from God. And listen, every Christ follower I've ever known, you gotta get this, who finally got fed up with perishing and they got fired up to seek God for a fresh revelation for their future and they did the work and they went to the mountain and they, and they prayed and they fasted and they got a clear revelation from God. They would say, it's worth it. It's worth it. All the prayer, all the sacrifice, all the solitude, all the fasting, it's worth it. A hundred times over to get a fresh revelation from God for your future. Now close with saying this, I get a kick out of how the, out of how the, the apostle Paul describes the difference in his old life where he had no vision for God and what happened on his Damascus Road experience when God gave him a fresh vision for his future. Listen to what he says in Philippians 3.8. Everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting my old life where I had no vision as what? Garbage. One translation says, my old life was useless. The old King James says, my old life was dung. Do I need to describe dung to you? You know what I mean, right? Have you ever felt that way about your life? That in the grand scheme of what's going on in God's kingdom, that right now your life just is useless? It's like garbage. It's dung. 
Then Paul talks about what happened after he received a fresh revelation from God. 2 Corinthians 3.10, he says, What was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. The apostle Peter put it like this, The new life is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it goes on and on and on and on. Friends, I promise you, when you get a hold of a fresh revelation from God about your future, you will use words like that to describe your life. It's just joy unspeakable. And it goes on and on and on. You know, sometimes you roll this video, I lay in bed at night and I think about the last 10 years. I'm like, God, you, you, you know who I am. You know all about my past. You know all about my failures. You know all about my insecurities. And God, you could have used so many other men or women who are a lot smarter than I am. They're a lot more dynamic than I am. But Father, somehow you chose to use me as a, as a utensil in your hand to see the kind of results that we've seen over these past 10 years. God, it's been so amazing. It's been a venture. It's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And God, what you've done is sick. It's absolutely sick. But God, can we do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next 10 years? Because friends, People ask me over and over, pastors ask me, what keeps you so fired up and pumped up year after year? I have just never found a feeling in this life, maybe I'm naive, that compares with the feeling of being an instrument in the hand of Almighty God that God is using to impact his kingdom. Have, have you? I mean, you show me a feeling better than that and I'll buy it. When the transcendent almighty God chooses to take your life and put it in his hand and use it for his eternal kingdom. Oh, friends, it just doesn't get any better than that. I've never found anything in this life that compares to that feeling. I close this story. Back in 2013, there was this married couple from, from Hollywood and they had experienced tremendous success early on in their Hollywood careers. But like some of you today, they begin to feel that slow dose of dying and perishing on the inside. And they didn't know what to do. So what they did was they got down on their knees like little school kids. And they cried out to God that he would pour out his fresh revelation, his fresh vision for the next several years of their lives. Now, we, we heard about what they were going to try, attempt to do. Let me back up a little bit and say, they, they went into this fasting and prayer season of their life where God, you know, began to, they thought open doors, but then those doors shut real fast. It was kind of a complicated season, but finally God gave them a vision that was so big. It would have, you know, earth changing momentum if they could just pull it off. It's the biggest thing they've ever done in their entire lives. Well, news got out what they were trying to do. And uh, I asked them to come to our dream conference in 2013 to share with the pastors this earth-shaking dream that God had given to them. Back in those days, we didn't have the lobby out in front, so the guests met with my dad 
and myself in my dad's office across the parking lot. And they were so excited to meet my dad because they knew he was a dreamer. And they said, Pastor Barnett, this is what we want to know from you. Have we lost our minds in trying to do this project? Have we drank the wrong kind of Kool-Aid or something because this is so massive and it's bigger than us. We're not sure we can pull it off. And my dad looked at him and said, listen, I am so proud of you because you're doing the very thing that God called you to do. You got all your money wrapped up in this project. You're working 18 hour days on this, but check your adrenaline readouts right now. What I see in you are two hearts that are beaming with excitement over what God might do. What I'm talking about is vision. Vision is a picture of your future that produces passion in you. I'll say it again. Vision is a picture in your mind of your future that creates life and passion in you. And these two Christian, iconic Hollywood individuals could see a picture of what God might do that was creating life and passion and joy and expectation in them. So my dad laid his hands on him. And he said, I pronounce you spiritually healthy and sane in the name of Jesus. You have not lost your minds. You are doing the thing that Jesus said would, would follow those that follow me. You're living life in all of its fullness. Not life in all of its ease. The other kind of life. Just that heart thumping, expectation adrenaline-producing life. Is that the kind of life you're living today? Is your heart pounding with excitement because God has put a vision, fresh revelation in your spirit? Are you living right now? Listen, are you living right now with fresh revelation from God or are you slowly slipping into a kind of casual Christian life where you're punching the list, you're going to church, you're paying your bills, you're saying tidy, little, nice, safe, sweet prayers, but you know that down deep something is dying on the inside. It's been far too long since you felt your heart beat really fast because God put something in it to accomplish for his glory. And some of you can remember an era of your life where you had that. You really did. Life was exciting because you were living by faith. But you don't have it right now. And friends, as a, your pastor who loves you, you got to get that back. You got to get down on your knees and seek God and say, God, would you pour out your big bucket of vision into my life? And friends, when you receive that vision, I promise you this, it'll be joy unspeakable and full of glory. It'll be life in all of its fullness. And I promise you, you won't trade that life for anything else. By the way, that Hollywood couple's name was Mark Burnett and his wife, Roma Downey, creators of The Apprentice and Survivor and The Voice. God called them out on the limb of faith to produce that TV series back in 2014, The Son of God, remember that? And it changed the world. It rocked the world. God led them out on the limb of faith. There is no fruit in life by the trunk where it's sturdy and safe. All the fruit is out there on the limb where things are a little bit shaky, where you gotta walk by faith, 
and not by sight. Amen. Would you all stand to your feet? I'm going to ask all of our campuses who are watching, please stand to your feet. Your campus pastors getting ready in just a moment to come lead you in prayer. But before he or she does today, I want to talk to you right from my heart as your pastor. One of the great stories in the Bible is a story of a man named Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a blind man. He was a beggar. The Bible says that he was begging by the gates of Jericho. And Jesus is coming into town. Don't miss this now. All he could do was beg because he was blind. And that day, blindness was the worst thing that could happen to you. He couldn't work. All he could do was beg. He was a beggar, a blind, visionless beggar. He heard Jesus coming to town and he began to cry out, Son of David, have mercy on me. He's crying out to Jesus. You know why? Because he knew that only Jesus could restore his vision. Only Jesus. Jesus was his hope. The Bible says that Jesus heard him and he stopped. And he called to the man. I love this. Jesus is calling to some of you here today. Can you feel him right now? The presence of God is in this place. He's calling you right now. And when Jesus called to him, the Bible says that he jumped to his feet. He jumped at the call of Jesus. When Jesus calls us, we ought to jump at the call of Jesus. It's the best call you could ever receive in life. He comes to Jesus. Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Read the story, Matthew 18. He asked him, do you know what, Je what you want Jesus to do for you today? If Jesus asked you, what do you want me to do for you? Do you even know? Have you thought about it? Most people don't even know. He said, I want to see. I want vision. How many vision in your life this morning? You want to see. You want to see what you can't even see yet in the future so it becomes reality. Jesus touched him and healed him. In Mark's translation, this is how the story ends. Ends by, it says, and, G, and, and Bartimaeus followed Jesus down the road of life. So here he is, it's a blind beggar, start the story. He's blind, he's begging, he has no vision. That's how it starts. And at the end, now he has vision and he's following Jesus down the road. I wanna say, some of you came to church today like Barnabas went to the road on that day. He thought there'd be nothing different about this day. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to the side of the road, I'm gonna beg for money. It's what I've done for 30 years before this. He did not know that Jesus Christ, the healer, would be walking by on that day. And he said, I'm not going to miss my opportunity to be touched by God. I'm not going to miss my opportunity while the healer walks by. And some of you came to church today, you thought this is going to be an ordinary day. Sing a few songs and get a word from God. Little did you know that Jesus will walk by today. And he wants to touch your vision today. He wants to give you a fresh revelation for your life. Right now, I'm gonna turn this back over to the campus pastors. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray you would touch every person listening at every campus. Use the campus pastors now to bring people to a place of restored vision. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you bow your, help, bow your eyes and close your heads? Bow your heads and close your eyes. 
How many would say, Pastor Luke, I am far from God right now. And I feel like the opening verse, without a dream, my life is out of control. And I need to know the God who gives dreams because without it, I'm not sure about my future. I don't wanna keep being a beggar, visionless on the side of the road. In 10 years, I wanna be walking with Jesus down the road. In 10 years, I wanna be able to say what Pastor Tommy Barnett said, God did it. God did it in my life. But it begins with the decision to follow Jesus. So right now, all across this place, if you need Jesus, just raise your hand. I wanna pray for you right now. You need God in your life. You need restored vision in your life. You're willing to lay down all the things this world calls a success and say, the greatest success is Jesus. He'll give you the other stuff if you put him first. He'll give you what you need. You can lower your hands. Would you say these words to God right now all across this place? Heavenly Father, I need you. I need you to do it. I can't be good enough. I can't be strong enough. I certainly can't be holy enough. I've made way too many mistakes. But your Bible tells me if I will confess my sins, you'll be faithful and you'll forgive me. And I believe that's true. And I ask for your forgiveness today. I wanna be a child of God. I wanna walk with you down the road of life. I wanna be able to say in the years to come, God did it. God did it in my life. And I'll give you all the glory for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, one more thing. One more thing. There are a lot of people here today who you've been feeling that slow dose of dying on the inside. You love the Lord. You're going to heaven. But you're not feeling heaven's power meeting you on this earth. Because maybe you haven't taken God seriously. Maybe you haven't prioritized him in your life. And to the level you prioritize him, he will prioritize you with respect to giving you his power. Not saving power, but power on this earth. So here's how we're gonna end this service. I like everyone in this place who would just say, Pastor Luke, I've been feeling that perishing on the inside. I don't like it. I need fresh revelation from God. I need a fresh dream from God. If that's you, all across the place, just raise your hand. I'm gonna pray for you right now. You need fresh revelation from God. You need a new dream that will carry you not just 10 years, but to the grave all the way. Something that fires you up and excites you every single day of your life. If you don't have that, raise your hand right now. See, I I need that in my life right now. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for every person who's raising their hand today. I pray that right now in Jesus' name, fresh revelation would fall into the hearts and the minds of these people. Father, I pray that you would download new ideas for businessmen and businesswomen to build their business that would glorify you and glorify your kingdom. Father, I pray for mothers and fathers in this place 
place, who have sons and daughters who are far from you. I pray you give them a vision for that son or daughter coming home, the prodigal son coming home. Father, I pray for people who are ailing in their bodies today physically. I pray you give them a fresh revelation, a fresh vision for their body walking again, for their, for their mouths talking again, for their minds working again. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for all these things. Right now, just receive that revelation from God. Let's lift our hands real high and just say, God, we put ourselves in a posture of receiving right now, Lord. Don't, don't, when God gives you the dream, don't argue with God about it. Just receive it by faith. Just receive it by faith right now. Receive that business by faith. Receive that education by faith. You don't know how it's gonna work out. God, let God handle that. We receive it by faith. And Father, the future of our church depends on people dreaming. So I ask you, raise up dreamers in this place and we will be faithful to say 10 years from now, just like Pastor Barnett, our hero, God did it. God did it, amen? Well, we love you all so much. Let me bless you out of here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he make his face to shine upon you. May you know if God is for you, then who can be against you? If God is on your side, whom shall you fear? May you be a tree planted by streams of living waters whose leaf will not wither. And whatsoever you do, say it real loud, it shall prosper. Love you guys. Be blessed. See you next week for part three.